Hariom, and welcome to Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. Hariom, and welcome to Thinking is Free. My name is Akash, and today we're joined by Ishanji. Hariom. So today we're just carrying on with our uh, series, um, which we've started in the last episode, uh, where we're talking about uh, the different ways we can bring spirituality into our lives, into the different avenues. Um, so this episode and this series is focusing on working on ourselves. We're also focusing on um, ourselves, spirituality, ourselves and at work, spirituality and relationships and spirituality and ourselves in society. Um, and so just to recap on last week and what we talked about, uh, we talked about why why we should even work on ourselves. What is the importance around working on ourselves? Um, and so what we discussed was that the reason why we need to work on ourselves or be actively working is that it's important so that we're ready uh, when the events of the world happen outside. We need to train ourselves to be ready to be able to think and respond intelligently. Um, we are arti, which means that we desire or we're desiring of success. And therefore, we also need to be samarthi. Samarthi, yes. Yeah. And so we need to have the abilities and capabilities of overcoming uh, what the world throws at us. Uh, there's so many events that happen in the world. We just need to make sure that we're ready and capable of um, taking the reins of what the world has to throw. Um, and so becoming successful or um, overcoming or obtaining anything we want is completely in our hands, but through the right training. And therefore, we need to upgrade ourselves um, to to reach the end goal, which is happiness yeah. for a lot of us. Yeah. Well, I think for all of us. That's right. Whether whether we know it or we we un whether we yeah, knowingly or unknowingly, we're always working on ourselves. However, it's it's very easy to get lost in the world outside. Yeah. Um, where and therefore we need to remind ourselves why. And I think that was the biggest takeaway for me last week was knowing why. What is the true purpose for even working on myself? Yep. Um, and it's just, yeah, being more intelligent and proactive about it. I think that's the word we ended on last week was yeah. just that proactivity mm. and that every action we do, whether it's breathing even just down to the breath you know going for a walk going to work um eating for sustenance every single action is actually helping us to respond to the world outside yeah and therefore just being able to think about why we do our actions um is so important yeah absolutely without training ourselves without equipping ourselves with the right capabilities yeah to find success in the world outside, I think it's just fanciful imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? It's it's never going to be a reality if I'm not equipped properly. That's right. And I think also uh, we also mentioned and talked about this this autopilot living. Living. Yes. You know, we're our we're we're very lucky actually that our body's very intelligent in that even if you're not listening. Our body is telling us what it needs, right? So the body's going to tell you when it needs to eat, when it's hungry, yeah. uh, when it needs to get up and move. Yeah. We we are quite good at ignoring what the body right. says, but yeah. it does tell us constantly, yeah. And so 
uh, today what we wanted to talk about is how do we spiritualize that and why it's important to spiritualize working on ourselves. Okay. So when we say spiritualizing work on myself, we have to understand that what we discussed last week, it was a worldly approach. It is an extroverted approach to happiness. Um, and it's accepted universally that I have to be capable enough to overcome the challenges that life brings to me for happiness. That's a given. Most people understand it and they'll be on par with it. Today, what we'll think about a little bit is when we bring in the idea of spirituality, it's reorienting the source of happiness. Reorientating the, the source, source of, happiness. of happiness. Yes. Okay. It begins with this understanding that happiness is not inherent in the world outside. Mm. This is where spirituality really starts. Right. I cannot start my quest or journey into spirituality as long as I feel happiness is outside. You may be wondering, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right? And I'm sure many people are thinking, what does spiritual, why is spirituality so demanding? Or what is this absurd idea that happiness is not outside? Yeah. Because what I was also going to say is, you know, maybe some people are always also thinking is that spirituality is going to bring me happiness outside. And what you've just said is we need to let go of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because happiness isn't from the outside. So let us understand what is happiness. Yeah. Right? Um, and where is it coming from? Our idea... Okay, let's start with the first question. Where is happiness? Or what is happiness? What would you say? Feeling or... It's a feeling, a, okay. A state. It's a state. State yeah. of what? State of state the body? Of... Is it a state of mind? Is it a state of being? I was going to say all of those, but primarily for me, yeah, when I think about what happiness is, it's a state of being. It's a state of being. Yeah. Okay. So it's so it's distinctly different to the state of the body mm. and state of the mind? I think the state of the mind and body play a part in it. Yep. When we're happy, like our... Our uh, physiology's changed. Mm -hmm. Our mental states also changed as well. Yep. Um, and therefore, that's like the whole being in happiness. Okay. It's interesting because what we are saying is they are both impacting each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Essentially, what you're saying is my state of being will impact my state of mind. And my state of the body. And it's true the other way around as well. That the state of the body and the state of the mind will impact my state of being. 100%. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So this is how we conventionally think. Yeah. And what we try and do is by changing our state of the body, by changing our state of mind, we try to change our state of being. This is the conventional approach to happiness. Yeah. Yep. Whereas spirit, spirituality 
asks us to put this idea aside. It begins with the premise that happiness is not in the world outside. Right. Now, let's question this, right? Mm -hmm. What makes you happy, Akash? Anything, really. Well, let's say, okay. Yeah, being, I, we can't say anything because there'll be a lot of things that don't make you happy, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Being, being, that my house keeps me warm and safe. So your house gives you happiness. Yeah. Right. So if I say my house gives me happiness, there is an inherent notion that happiness is in the house. Mm -hmm. And when I am with the house, happiness comes to me. Right. Right. Agree? Yep. Now let us question this idea that is set in our mind that house is equal to happiness. Does this same house give you happiness all the time? Because if happiness was inherent to the house, it should be available to you all the time. And in fact, it should be available to everyone who comes in contact with this house. True? True. So it's A, that statement that ha house is equal to happiness is true for you all the time. And it should be true for everyone. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say it's definitely not because I have to clean it. <laughs> exactly. When it comes to cleaning, it does not give me happiness. Yeah. Right? When it comes to paying the mortgage, it does not give definitely. me happiness. Yeah. When it comes to maintenance. Maintenance. Yeah. Right? Constant work in the backyard or yeah. painting or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It does not give me happiness. No. So the notion in my mind house is equal to happiness is being challenged by spirituality. Right. And normally it is a presumption on our part that happiness is in the world outside. Whether it be house, whether it be spouse, whether it be a particular action, whether it be a particular place, these are all assumptions that we have made that happiness is outside. In a cup of tea, in a cup of coffee, on the beach, in Hawaii, it does not matter. These are all presumptions that we have made. Mm. If it was a fact, everyone should get everyone should the same get amount. Same amount of happiness at, at all times. times. Yeah. And we know that a person can be the source of joy to one and the source of a lot of headaches to the other. Mm. So how can we say that happiness is in the person or the object or the place or an action? So you may find painting deeply relaxing. For me, it might give me anxiety, yeah. <laughs> right? Because I'm so bad at it. Mm -hmm. For some people, cooking is a stressful job. Yep. For me, it's soothing, almost meditative. So happiness cannot be in cooking. Neither can happiness be in food. Yes, we need food. We are not denying that. But what we have done is we have superimposed certain ideas onto the food. And then we've said happiness is in a pizza. Happiness is in nachos. Yep. It's not. Then the question arises, if happiness is not outside, 
where is it? This is this is the absolute true happiness, right? That constant permanent one. Because, you know, like no, if... I, I, not just the constant permanent one, but even the impermanent happiness mm-hmm. is not in the world outside. It is coming from within. Right. Because what I was thinking, you know, we're talking yes. about food, right? And for mm. some people, when they, after they've eaten, they just feel, oh, I'm good. I'm at peace, you know? Yes. So even that's from still within. It is from within, yes. Yeah. And the, if you try and understand the dynamics of happiness, it'll make it clear. Mm. So what Vedanta or spirituality says is happiness is inherent to each one of us. It is not outside, it is within. What veils this recognition is our preconceived ideas. What we call as vasanas, impressions. Right. So we've collected these impressions in our subconscious over lifetimes. And as a result of those impressions, there are desires which spring in the intellect. These desires bring about agitations to the mind and propel me to act in the world outside to obtain whatever it is that I desire. Right? So let's say I have a strong vasana for coffee. So every morning, this desire arises. It demands a coffee brings about a desire that, yes, I'd like to have a coffee. And it brings about agitations at the level of my mind. I just, I'm restless until I get it. Can't operate. My Can't operate, yes. Depending yeah. on how strong it is, yeah. that demand has to be fulfilled before moving forward. Yeah. Right? So there's lots of agitations and restlessness at the level of the mind, which will force my body to get up, brew a cup of coffee, or go out, to the nearest cafe and grab one and have it. And the moment I have it, the desire temporarily subsides. Mm -hmm. The agitation or the restlessness in the mind temporarily goes away. And in that quiet mind, in that desire-free intellect, the inner happiness naturally becomes available. It's not that it wasn't there. It was there all the time. But the desires and the agitations caused by the desires as they scatter it and it becomes unavailable to us. Almost like clouding it, right? Yeah, almost clouding it. Right. And when we get hold of that coffee, the desire subsides. The agitation goes away. And that inner happiness, which was always there, becomes available to me but because I do not understand this dynamic dynamics of happiness, I think happiness came from the cup of coffee. It did not come from the cup of coffee. Because that cup of coffee does not give happiness to everyone. Yeah, that's right. It does not give me happiness at all times. Yeah. In the morning, yes, it gives me happiness. But if someone gave me that cup of coffee at 9 p.m., I'd say no. Because... I won't be able to sleep otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it becomes a source of sorrow. Yeah. So through this understanding of where is happiness, and Vedanta says happiness is 
my state of being. It's inherent to everyone. What veils it, what clouds it, is our vasanas, these deep-rooted subconscious impressions which constantly throw out desires in our intellect, bring about restlessness at the level of the mind and propel us into the world outside to gain happiness. But when we think about it properly, as pointed out in our scriptures, as pointed out in any spiritual text, happiness is within. And so when we say spiritualize our own journey or working on ourselves, it is not so much about becoming capable to overcome obstacles in the world outside but it is becoming ready or prepping myself to create this equanimous attitude in the mind at all times, a calm mind, a desire-free intellect, reducing my vastness, where happiness naturally presents itself. So it's, it's a complete different way of looking at the whole concept of happiness, that happiness is not outside, it is within. All I need to do now is not obtain objects to get gain happiness, but work on my mind yeah. to calm it down, to make it less restless, agitation-free, and in that calm mind, happiness spontaneously makes itself available. Inner happiness. Because it's already there. It's already there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's greater control over the mind not to overcome obstacles, but not to let the desire arise or to let that those agitations overwhelm me. Let them just be there. We do need to work on them. Right. To reduce them. Mm -hmm. But we may not always be in control. Yeah. But we have reduced them to a significant level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we say spirituality and working on ourselves in a spiritual manner, it is working on ourselves not to become more capable to face the situations outside, but it is becoming capable of being in control of my mind at all times. A byproduct of that is also being more successful in the world outside because the mind is the tool that I use to achieve everything. And if the mind is in my control, I'll be in control at all times under all situations. So that's a byproduct. But that is not the primary way of looking at life or happiness from a spiritual standpoint. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, it's almost like a 180 shift. Absolutely, you know? yes. Like just, yeah, instead of like focusing and looking at it so outwardly, like a lot of this, a lot of what you just said is completely inside. Yes. Everything you've said is completely inside. Correct. And yeah, when you do have that control of yourself, you got control in situations when things come up, mm. you're able to just look at the situation for what it is. As well, yes. Um, also, when the desires arise, 
also looking at those as what they are as well. Yes. To, know, to like, recognize that desires are also thoughts. Yeah. Rather than a... Um, it, it's not something that is completely out of my control. It does not define me. Yeah. It is just another thought which I have the choice of pursuing or not pursuing. Yeah. Generally, when a desire arises, we have only one choice, fulfill it. But to be a, get to a place where I'm able to say, oh yes, there's a desire which is arising. It is my choice whether I choose to fulfill it or not. That's right. And if I'm able to do that intelligently, life would be sweet. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to the coffee example, you know, where yeah. you wake up and maybe you slipped in, so you don't have time to make coffee at mm. home, you know, and then going back onto that autopilot thing where things are just coming at us in the world and you're just reacting to them. Yep. But understanding what you've said today, you know, you can intelligently respond by knowing that it's not the coffee that's given you what you need to be a proper functioning human being. Yes. You know, it is that peace of mind. That's right. And so I can still be a nice person yeah. and still am in control of myself. I know I need the, the, coffee for some reason you know yes. but that doesn't stop me from still being a nice person doesn't stop me from um just knowing that i can actually operate yeah. and just get through to wherever i need to get through yeah so then yeah i'll get that coffee it'll come yeah. it's not that it's not going to come it's going to come yeah. but and even if it doesn't come i'm fine that's right, right? You know? um or it's we we get into this mindset that until I have my coffee, I will not be happy. Yeah. We condition ourselves. Yep. It's just ideas. It's just ideas. That we've told ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Right? And yeah. these deep-rooted impressions of asanas, they're just notions that we have fed our minds through repeated actions or repeated thought processes. They just need to be undone. Yeah. And so working on myself from a spiritual standpoint is primarily working with the mind on reducing its agitations, reducing the desires, having greater control over it um, as a means to happiness rather than being capable of fulfilling desires. Yeah. Which is the conventional way of thinking about happiness. Nice. Was there anything else that you wanted to add, Ishanji? Um... Over here, what I would like to bring about, um, explain is when we look at controlling desires or working with desires, to expect ourselves not to have desires overnight, it's a dream. It's not going to happen. And many people may say, oh, you know, it sounds fine theoretically, but it's not possible or it's too hard. Yes, it is a journey. It does take time because it's at least a lifetime worth of impressions that I have to undo. Lifetimes. At least a lifetime <laughs> if we don't accept multiple yeah. lives. But the fact is it's actually multiple lifetimes. Yeah. Hundreds of lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So it does take time. And one has to be patient with oneself. Yeah. And it's repeatedly remembering these ideas that where is happiness? 
and looking at things from a objective standpoint right this process or uh, the thinking that we went through today to figure out is happiness really in an object outside whether it be coffee whether it be a house and every time i use my intellect logic logic dictates that it is not outside then to go against that logic and live based on assumptions is an unintelligent way of living so spirituality is actually the more intelligent way of living it's trying to see things how they work and changing our behaviors changing our thought patterns in line with a fact and it will take time but through what we call as sadhana or spiritual um practices we can hasten this journey and we can also actually reap the benefits here and now in this lifetime itself which we can discuss um, yeah we'll in an up. upcoming podcast yeah, yeah we'll pick that up on the next one yes yeah so that i think that that's a good summary of when we work on ourselves in from a spiritual perspective yeah this is how it's going to be different um to working on ourselves in a worldly manner yeah yeah, yeah no it's a really really nice way to look at it um and also i just also wanted to say for the people who are listening um you know it might be worthwhile just to think about your day-to-day routine and reflect on it as well you know just see where where we've kind of been looking at the outside world and where we think reflecting on where we think that happiness we we've thought the happiness has come from and just reflecting and thinking about that and having a look and seeing if it is what it is based on what we said today and whether that happiness is in there or what is what is it that we want from this thing outside yep and just understanding yeah if it's that true everlasting happiness or yeah and how does that make how does that affect me and how i operate and how i am and who i am as a person yes cool thank you so much ishanji pleasure um, thank you for your your time and yeah for sharing um the knowledge as well you know we really appreciate it and um thank you for listening um we hope you take some time to reflect on what we've said and um like we mentioned earlier on this is part of an ongoing series so um if you haven't please listen to the one that we did previously uh where we talked about why we should work on ourselves um and we're also going to be recording um another two following on from you here yes. about how we actually uh practice some practices work. we can yes uh work on how we can actually work on ourselves well spiritualizing ourselves that's right spiritualizing ourselves yes yeah. cool thank you and hadio hadio thank you for tuning in to another episode of thinking is free proudly brought to you by chinmay mission new zealand for more information on events courses seva projects and study groups please visit chinmaya.org.nz hariyum